Team stretch. Team stretch. <laughs> Deep breaths. And play. I'm so happy right now because across from me, on my computer screen, are just two beautiful faces, both by the name of Aaron, Emood, and Frenchie. It's the EDCO recap episode! Ow, 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 ow! Let's go! If you are at EDCO with us, prepare to relive all the greatness. And if you weren't, it's gonna be like you were there, because we're gonna play you music. And also, 2024 tickets are already on sale, so you can join us next year. And they're already purchased, if you're Mikey or Aaron or Aaron. We shipped it hardcore. I'm literally laying in bed, recovering from the flu. Frail, pressing buy on the ticket. <laughs> she left it all on the field. <laughs> There's no other way to do it. <laughs> I literally raved to the grave. <laughs> she was bedridden for a few days, but all good. I thankfully somehow managed to skip the flu and we've been taking care of her. Thank you, sir. <laughs> this is, of course, Plurality, a podcast about beautiful music, beautiful people. Chasing vibes, putting out episodes every other Wednesday. November 10th, 11th, and 12th was EDC Orlando. And today we're going to do Drop of the Week. Then we're going to go into some segments. Talking old school, new school, cake, cake, cake. Hell yeah. Plurality connections and chasing vibes. You know what I think was one of the funniest things about EDC Orlando for me personally was that the first two days I didn't take a single pee (gasps) inside the grounds. <laughs> Mikey, knowing how how much fun you were having on Saturday, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> oh my god. That almost makes me want to call you Michael. Oh my god. <laughs> I drank like three of my camelbacks, however oh my many god. liters that is. <laughs> but you know, 46,000 steps later, you don't got to pee. Literally, we're just standing in one spot for one second while Frenchie needs to go grab something in the locker. And Mikey's like, I'm just going to be 20 feet this way. And I'm like, Mikey, please don't walk away. I just got to move. It's okay. Thankfully, we had Sam who just like followed followed behind you. There was a point in the weekend where I think that you uh, were floating away. And Aaron just looks at Sam and goes, can you just go follow him? (laughs) And he's like, yes, on it, 100%. Uh, I did a big loop and came out of it in a full-speed Naruto run. It was just good times. There's so much happening in between stages. A lot to look at. Honestly. Vibes to snatch. Yeah, but we were really good about chasing those vibes. We were. We're going to talk about it. Why don't we just get into this because this is going to be a meaty episode, and I'm excited. Yay! Frenchie has a really, really, really sick drop of the week this week. And of all the videos I have of UDC, this ranks as my probably favorite. (laughs) I watched it at least like 30 times last night, right before I made my Instagram post. And I was like, dude, I got goosebumps every single time. Like, it's not even like it was like one time or like three times. It was like all 30 times I got goosebumps. (laughs) Well, time to share some goosebumps. Yeah, let's get into it. My drop of the week is Ecstasy, stylized XTC. It's the Wilkinson remix. It's by Solardo and Eli Brown. 
dude wilkinson ate it up so hard that's uh oh my god come on lads Oh, take us back. 100% oh take my us God. back. I'm so happy we have that video. <laughs> massive, massive track. 30 times I got goosebumps. <laughs> should we just talk about that set right now? Because Wilkinson? I think we should. Let's do it. Take it away, Frenchie. I'm down. Wilkinson, so this is what number of time we've seen him. Once. No. This is our first. No. Yeah. Yeah. He was supposed to play last year and he his flight got canceled because of the hurricane. Oh, that's true. But didn't we see it like a little bit of a set last year at Izu? No, that was Dimension. Ah, uh, wrong D and B guy, Frenchie. Dimension who replaced Wilkinson at EDCO last year as well. Forgive me, Rave Gods, for I have sinned. You are forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Wilkinson, he's from the UK, so of course he knows how to do drum and bass. And like Ah, man's is just like fucking pure fire. The fact that we had so much room to run around like little feral rave rats, that is the best <laughs> thing ever. I love the fact <laughs> that we had so much room and it was at circuit grounds and that stage continues to be just so phenomenal. Big, juicy, delicious beats. Big and juicy. <laughs> pouring over your every pore infiltrating every follicle of your hair. It is the best, it's just so amazing. Anyway. And the lasers are beaming directly into, into your, your brain, your soul. <laughs> yeah, he had a moment right before he proceeded to play a remix of Odez's The Last Goodbye and he got on the mic before and he said, if you guys have any lasers, speaking to yes. the you know laser people, now is the time. Please play them now. And they sure did. And it was glorious. Laser guy, get ready. And that's how, again, like, you know, he knows how to set the vibes. And, and that's why I really want to see his tour, because yeah. if at a festival, when the FX things aren't planned specifically for the set, like it would be on a tour... I can just imagine how fucking sick he is like on his like album. Yep. Long story short, if you ever get the chance to see Wilkinson, do not pass it up. It was gigantic. 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 Massive. Gargantuan. Untrimendous. <laughs> and mid-set, I was recording a video. I actually have a three-minute video that I posted on YouTube. You can go find it on my channel. Search Wilkinson EDCO and it'll be there. And it's legit one of my favorite videos I've ever recorded just recording this and then Yaya and Aaron's group like rolls up to us and so it was like you get to greet the homies during the fire set bouncing around I have this shot of like Yasin just 
fist pumping, just him in the center of the frame. Wilkinson behind him. Just incredible stuff. I gotta go catch that. Yeah, I wanna see that too. <laughs> a lot happens in the video, but that's the joy of it, you know? Honestly. Because that's the DMB set. There's a lot going on. So much. And I think that we are particularly lucky because, like I mentioned, we had all this room and it was just so phenomenal to be so close and have all this space. And I know that there's a lot of apprehension. This actually happened to us a number of times over the weekend where we would approach a stage and it was super condensed towards the back. So there's obvious apprehension that there won't be enough room at the front, but multiple times we kind of like squeezed past all the congestion at the back. And then we find space at the front and it's like a new frontier. It's so exciting. You have all this room to play. I'm grateful that we had this space because not everybody's on the DNB train right now so i just feel really lucky and grateful and i feel lucky and grateful that our homies who we met at edco last year claire and claude came they are they're strictly house heads house like house only (laughs) and they came to the dmv function to come (laughs) find us and they were there for like a half hour like they grew with us for like a half hour we were so happy because that's the only time we saw them that day Mm -hmm. we did get to see them twice over the weekend But the other time too, they came to Allison and like, that's completely out of their comfort zone. So shout out to both of them for coming to find us because it's always magic vibes when they're around. Honestly, for whatever reason, when they showed up, like songs that people would know to sing along to, like came on the Calvin Harris, Ellie Golden Miracle. Mm -hmm. Miracle came on. They knew that. The one that played a bazillion times all weekend. (laughs) I think the very first song actually that played at Allison was Escape when they walked Mm -hmm. up. So I was just like, yeah, you guys bring the the house music with you. (laughs) That's a fair point. Yeah. And it was really cute because it was our one year anniversary because we met them at EDCO last year. On Saturday. Exactly. So it was literally our friend anniversary. Yeah. So sweet. sweet. Mm. I loved being there with the boy. Sam Tillis, because he, a fan of DMB, but had never really had his come to DNB moment, if you will. Mm-hmm. And Wilkinson gave him that. And getting to share a set like that with somebody who has that experience is always such a treat for me. Having had that experience myself, literally with you guys at NetSky at Izu a couple of years ago, and then oh, seeing the homies just, just realize the grandness and greatness and magic of drum and bass and how gorgeous and fun and beautiful it is special yeah that set is definitely on par with nets guys set i have to agree i mean the circuit grounds production was just another level like stage wise it really maybe even elevated it just for that reason alone absolutely Nets guy at sunset. That was an entire vibe. That actually changed my whole life. Like I know. <laughs> <laughs> I literally said in a comment. I said that set changed my my bodily composition. <laughs> Your DNA has restructured. Yeah, literally. It's true. All right, I've got some unreleased Wilkinson that I recorded during this set. He got on the mic and said, "Hey, I just made this this week." Screw it. Let's give it a shot. And he played it. So I'm now going to play it for the world. We can turn the lights down low. And we don't have to take it slow. Tell me if it's okay. I hate to say I told you so. But we won't know where this thing goes. Let me see some hands. Thank you, home. 
dirty job. <laughs> oh. Whew. I love it. <laughs> oh, something else funny that happened at the Wilkinson set. Actually, a few minutes before you guys went to introduce me to Dennis, this is funny. I was popping through the crowd and I run into Yaya and then their group. And Dennis is like, just comes out and he's like, hey, are you Mikey from uh, Plurality Pod? <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, that is me. He's like, oh my God, love your stuff. I was like, wow, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, it was fun. That's the first time you've ever been uh, noticed like as the Plurality Pod guy, huh? Yeah, that is that is number one. Shout out Dennis. Nice. Dennis is a real one. So actually, we met Dennis the night that we met Yaya. It was on my birthday back in 2019 at the Seven Lions show. I was wearing this top that says Make Waves on the back. And that top was the topic of conversation amongst Yaya, me, Dennis. I always joke that I wish the top were a little bit bigger so I could just give it to Dennis to wear. <laughs> I'm still figuring out how to make that happen because it's like this top that just created our friendship. But after the show, we connected and then we were like, oh, we're, we're doing all the same shows. We've got to be friends. And then Yaya started seeing Aaron and he's like, Hey, Aaron and Aaron, you're never going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's, let's multiply the Aaron's. I love it. Dude, connections on connections. And now we love them so much. They're I both know. so sick. And I just really, I really love Dennis. I wish that he lived here. I can't wait for him to move here. He doesn't have plans to, but I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dennis, I don't know if you heard, but you're going to be moving at some point in your future. <laughs> Probably to Brooklyn. Well, I'm glad that we had that Wilkinson time because... Boy, was that a banging set. Me too. Mikey, what drop of the week do you have for us? I have something from Death Pact, who I was so stoked to get to catch kind of like the middle of Death Pact. We were hanging out at Crank Dat Presents Shake Dat, the Rhino Bus, and then I departed to go to Death Pact. I caught the end of Mau P after, right up close. That was gorgeous. But for this one... I'll just play it and then talk about it afterwards. Mr. Death Pact, whoever you are, they are, could be anybody. Thanks for playing this. A flip of the song Icarus by Madion into the drop. The song is called Alamut Conflict by Sultan. And the flip is done by the Death Pact Extraordinaire. It was just moments like that. Big ones. Another wave over your body. Uh -huh. You're like, whoa. <laughs> the face that uh, Victoria made when I showed her that video was like everything. She was at Blondish front row showing off her mushrooms in her hair. But that video, and then also Death Pact played their remix of Loyal by Odessa, which is up on our TikTok if anybody wants to go watch it. 
just big, big noises. So thanks, Death Pact, for bringing the heat. I did see a few of their songs just like as I was passing by because I was at Crank That with Frenchie for a second and then my cousin wanted to meet up so I went to go meet her but I like stayed at the back for a second and watched it was, it was some heavy shit <laughs> it was some heavy shit yeah 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 I wonder which one of them was up on stage so Victoria said that she believes it was Zach from Zed's Dead is that their name? Hooks yes Zachary Raprovan also known as Hooks so you're both right yeah exactly I love when that happens. <laughs> so sick. And I misspoke before. It was actually before Crank That. Evolution was playing just before Crank That at the Rhino Bus. And Frenchie was having a grand old time. But yeah, that's when I went to meet up with my cousin for like a half hour, which I'm glad I did. It was it was great seeing her. Apparently Saturday was her last day. So I was happy to get some time in with some fam. Mm, great connections. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of new ravers there, and we had a lot of old ravers there, which is wonderful because Insomniac and Pascal seem to do a tremendous job of bringing the old school to this lineup. Moody, would you like to lead us into old school to new? Old school to new. Man, I was so stoked to see all of these older DJs who like literally paved the way for us ravers today to be at this massive... 30th anniversary music festival of insomniacs like just just so special and the stage that they were on at edc vegas they call it the parliament art car what do we call it <laughs> we call it the cake stage cake. <laughs> let's get it but actually they ended up calling it the anniversary art car because it had a big 30 of the insomniac logo and then a massive cake that had these awesome strobe lights on it that were just so sick and then the stage itself behind the DJ, there was just a lot of room for people from the crowd to come up. So depending on what the DJ would allow, depending on what set it was, like there'd be a bunch of people up on there. And they, it wasn't even like VIP. It was just like, if you stood over by the stairs, like you could possibly get up there. And that was just so fucking sick. And like a lot of big artists, like were playing there just to have a secondary set. But on Saturday, pretty much, I think it was the whole day, it was all jungle, like old school D&B. And it, the vibes, uh, chef's kiss, man. Uh, Just absolutely 100% there. And also, literally, it was our first set. Yeah. First set of the fest with DJ Icy. Man, that shit was so much fun. Like, I was happy that he played modern music, but then had his like old school take on it with the break beats and the Chicago hip house. And I think it was Sam saw the the videos because he went to a different set and he was like, damn, man, like DJ Icy threw down. <laughs> I have to say that I really appreciate all of the emphasis that you continue to put on the history because it's so easy to like step into the scene now and just meet everybody where we're at now and not understand the decades that have come before. And because you've always been so respectful and so intentional with knowing the history and with imparting that same wisdom onto like new and experienced ravers, that helped me really appreciate DJ IC's set more because as somebody who, like Mikey, is going to be a little feral rat all weekend long, <laughs> like if I had untrained ears, which I still kind of do, right? I'm still like refining everything under the EDM umbrella for me personally. But if I were a total noob and I showed up to a set like that, I admit that I might be a little bit bored. So 
it helped me to put it into perspective and to understand this guy's been at this for how many decades now? Like he's really got the experience and he is, he's bringing that old school sound. Oh, and talk about um, the dancers at that. Yeah. At that so celebrating 30 years for Insomniac, part of their dancers that, you know, usually it's like fairies and like whimsical things, but at DJ Icy set and at a lot of the cake sets that yeah. we went to too, there were these four people, I think it was two women, two men. I think so. And they were all dressed in 90s rave wear, like big Jinko jeans, Yo. the tall, uh, fluffy cat in the hat like thing, hat, <laughs> the big glasses, big t shirts, big t shirts. We have some videos of uh, me like high fiving and like hanging out with one of the dancers up at the front because they were at the rail for DJ Icy, just hanging over the rail, like doing like, you know, like 90s, <laughs> 90s stuff. 90s stuff. <laughs> yeah, legit. They did a really good job too because when we went to Dombreski's set at the cake stage, they were there and they were like the vibe setters. Like they were going into the crowd and making people dance. They were so well like infiltrated that some people were like, dude who are they like they didn't understand that they were like you know employed Part by insomniac yeah. either they thought they were just like ravers doing their thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that definitely helped uh set the vibe as well i said to adam that i really appreciated being at dj ic as like the first set of the weekend because i felt like that's at the tone like we're not just going to jump into breaking our necks we're gonna like ease into the vibe and and catch it oh and there were other people who are clearly having the time of their lives. And I really appreciated that too, that one girl at the rail who I flared. Yeah, there were some older people in the crowd who were like up at the rail and this one woman, man, she was just, she was a feral rat for DJ Icy. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, we love that type of energy. And then yeah, Erin flared her and you said she was super sweet. Yeah, yeah, no, she was, I, I gave her a candy that said, hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. And, Cause she was wearing like all pink. Yeah, she looked really cute. And she kind of reminded me of me a little bit because I don't know, like, from behind you might not think that I'm like in my mid-30s but like then you meet me and you're like oh yeah she's just she's like a just a touch older right and like I met her and I'm like oh yeah cool like you're my people like we've been doing this for just like a little bit so anyway but like even cooler because like what if she was at DJ Icy's shows in the 90s you know like I think about that like damn yeah even if it's not just the DJs who were there like who in the crowd has been doing this that long like mad respect to the people who stick with it like through having kids, through the life's ins and outs and changes and being like, you know, yeah, I'm still going to do this when I'm, I'm, we're all raving to the grave, man. That, that's, that's the only way. <laughs> I would also like, just to elaborate on that too, who the, the people who continue to rave, even through the evolutions of the festivals, because decades ago, like original, like OG, like underground raves, they were not being held on these like huge stages with like, all of this production behind it, it was truly underground and you had to get, you know, figure out what the address is and you had to kind of just like follow some map and just show up in a sewer and then there was the race. <laughs> so like for them to like see the evolution of rave culture and to still subscribe, even though it isn't quote unquote underground, like that's also awesome as well. Hell yeah. And I think that is something that Insomniac they, they can help bridge the gap between the old school culture DJs and the new school culture and DJs because currently there's, there is a divide. There's no overlap really. And I think, especially since Saturday when we were at Electron C, Electron C set at the cake stage while MC Freak was blowing us away on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> like 
when I plurred MC Freak, he had no idea. He kept saying, he kept saying, put it on my wrist, put it on my wrist. I'm like, no, man, you got to do the handshake. So I'm like trying to show. And then he did. He did like each step with me, even though he couldn't really hear or I don't think understand what we were doing. And then when I put it on his wrist, it, it was like a light bulb. He was like, oh, like that was a whole thing, huh? So we actually exchanged some messages on Facebook Messenger and and he reposted a photo that Mikey and I took of him. <laughs> Our selfie. Yeah. Dude, what a what a dope person. But like that's a prime example of like the old school DJ, like and knowing where it all came from, but not knowing where it is now. Like if if you're a true raver and you still don't know like well plur I, I mean I'm not hating on MC Freak by any means, but I'm I'm just saying like this is where Insomniac can like come in and help bridge the gap and like really like make the culture even more rich, you know? Because then you're like, oh, it's not it's not them against us. Like and of course it's not. Like that's not what Plur stands for. And we, we can all be like one collective entity, no matter what year you were born or what year you started doing this, you know? And that's what he was talking about, MC Freak on the mic. Like, we are all one. We all love each other. His message was so positive for the whole time we were there. And I was so grateful being kind of from this newer generation to have that experience of like this old school jungle DMB party. I said to you guys so many times, that was one of the single most fun like parties, basically, I have ever been a part of. It was absolute mayhem with like, 30 to 40 people actually dancing and then however many other people around, but it was gorgeous and insanity. And I couldn't believe the experience that was happening while it was happening, you know, <laughs> like the amount of fun that I was having. Vibes were just so fucking high, man. And like, I was so happy that so much of our, our rave yes. family was with us. Cause like that even made it even more cool. And we also were just, making so many new friends yes. because he was like hug the people next to you like give them high fives i was like his disciple sometimes he would like <laughs> give messages to like spread love to the crowd or like pass this joint into the crowd and i was like the joint messenger like running it around to different people like this man lights up two joints and then he passes them to us and he's like pass them around the crowd i'm like this does not happen like no. this never happens no. how fucking dope that like not only are we like spreading all these positive vibes, but we're like close enough to high five these guys and like have a couple. And, yeah. and we gave like, I, I plurred MC Freak, but then I think you gave him something. And then like some other people oh, yeah. were giving him like sprouts and, and candy and all, all sorts of things. So just really fucking cool to witness these worlds colliding and, and being the prime example of like what it can be, you know? Yes. And we have to talk about Pascal, who is clearly a big reason for the efforts that Insomniac is making to bridge that divide. Sorry, Hunter is photobombing you in the back. I am like <laughs> laughing at him cleaning himself. It's so cute. <laughs> stinky boy. Something else that I want to say really quick is that I think I was at the locker when that like, look to your left, say hi, look to your right, say hi. Okay, great. We're all family. Like at that moment, I think I was at the locker when it happened and I saw the video. Uh, I cried. You missed like 20 minutes of that party. I know, and I was man. like, ah, where's Frenchie? When she came back, I felt it in my heart. I was like, man, I wish she would have been I here. Feel, I, I really <laughs> feel bad. But, well, first of all, to be totally honest with you, I remember how fucking destroyed I was after an entire night of D&B at Avant Gardner. And I thought, okay, well, if we have extremely high, like, BPMs right now, it's going to be a lot of fun. But also, like, 
let me just do myself a favor and just go to the locker really quick now before I destroy my joints because I know me and I'm going to go too hard. And then I came back and it was definitely a vibe. It was so much fun. But then I saw that video and I was like, I cried. I was like, oh my God, like what a beautiful moment of humanity. Uh, the moments. And I saw some other MCs over the weekend, but he did such a good job at keeping everything he said super positive and like so positive. unifying. It was just, oh, it was so fucking good, man. But Frenchie, like your thought process, was it wrong? Because after that segment, I was in shambles. <laughs> Absolute shit. It took me maybe two hours to just get my life together after that. It was so crazy. I will never forget how destroyed I was after that DNB night yeah. at Avant Gardner. I was a wreck and it was like 3 30 i was like we got yes. like eight more hours of this that's the reason i didn't have to take a pee there was no liquid left <laughs> in my body i mean i don't know about you but me personally i smoked quite a bit of those two joints <laughs> i took a few little little puffs and i was yeah i was vibing after that i was just like i'm just gonna float for the rest of the day <laughs> that's why i'm so happy that we got such good videos at wilkinson because i do remember his set but like man i was flying during that set. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured we should play Electron C just had some new tunes that came out on November 15th. He released a single with three new tracks and you know, hats off to him for making some DNB that sounds more like modern day DNB and less like old school stuff. Not that we don't love the old school. I just like really got a hand it to the old school producers who will learn the new technology and, and see how more full they can make a track. So this is a new track by Electron C. It's called Take Me When I Wake. There are so many times that I wish I had a car in New York, but especially being introduced to all of this new music, there's nothing that I would love more than to just get in our car and drive and blast this shit. Maybe on a road trip, <gasps> maybe next June. Mm -hmm. echo what Frenchie was saying earlier just in like a thanks to our pal Emood here and the knowledge and love and passion for the old school and how that's rubbed off on me and really grown my music taste as a whole and really allowed me to have an experience like we did at the DNB party and allow me to be so into that and enjoy it so much and it took my growth as a music listener to be ready for that so Shout out to the platform this podcast has given us and you and all that you bring to it. Thanks, brother. 
I appreciate you. And hey, I I feel like when people have more of an open mind with music, it just it, it brings such special moments because especially when you're at a set and you're like, wow, I'm hearing this for the first time and I didn't know I liked this, but I fucking love this. You know? I love this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that having that moment, it's the best. Having an open mind, removing expectations and allowing the artist to just share their art with you and not putting any of your own thoughts on what it should be on it has been a totally incredible way to listen and grow with music. And I'm so grateful for it and fully intend to continue that journey with both of you. And it's going to be so fun. Something else that I can say just because we are hyping up E-Mood right now is so for a while, Aaron launched Revival, right? Like this live Revival, I mean. Um, this time for all of us to come together and to rave in an underground space using silent disco equipment. And Aaron would craft this multi-hour set of all these different genres of music and all of our friends would come and we all literally just like rave for hours in like a defunct gymnasium underneath of a church. And often, well, basically every single time, Aaron would always say, stick it out. If you hear a song that you don't like, just know that you might hear your favorite song like just after that song. You never know. And I always think about that because it gives me a lot of stamina and a lot more patience to be like, okay, not really my cup of tea right now, but I'm going to keep it up in mind because what if the next track is my favorite new genre I've never heard of? Yeah, and if I'm in a place like that where the music isn't necessarily hitting, something I started doing is looking around and seeing who it is hitting for. Oh, yeah. Pulling enjoyment for someone else who's loving it, you know? Because while our tastes are different, I love music and seeing someone else have that joy and passion for someone's art is what it's all about. So there's always ways to spin zone it and make your way through it. Totally. It's really easy to absorb that energy. Absolutely. Thank you, Moody. <laughs> Thank you, Moody. <laughs> Thank you, fam. Let's talk about the rave mamas and papas before Aww. we get off this segment. Yeah, talk about old school ravers. I mean, it, it just warms our heart to see these people who have maybe been doing it for a long time or maybe just recently got into it, but they're living their lives and they've been around a few a few decades, <laughs> but they're, they're fucking having so much fun. So on Friday, Aaron and I ran into, oh yeah, were you with us, Mikey? When we ran into I April, was. yeah, we were, we ran into April and Darlene, shout out the rave mamas. It was just so sweet to see them. I said hi to them and they actually remembered us. I was really surprised. It was really sweet to hear them say, I'm so happy that you're still together. You're, you still seem like you're in love. This is so great, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was really sweet. So April and Darlene, for anyone who, who didn't know, they are the underscore rave underscore mamas on platforms. And they went viral. I think it was last year because they were... <laughs> They were always at the rail. They Darlene wears a shirt that says, get the mamas to the rail. <laughs> and people follow instructions. They get the mamas to the rail. A hundred percent. April wears a shirt that says, you wish I was your mama. <laughs> <laughs> and they are, yeah, they're like in their seventies. April told me that Insomniac flew them out to EDC Las Vegas and they were interviewed by Insomniac and they got to go to that festival and 
between them and then the rave pops who we saw at circuit grounds <laughs> and just, at neon garden oh yeah and at neon garden you know these ravers who like we say they're like in their 70s and they're just having time of their lives i'm like i can't wait I, I can wait, but that's going to be me. <laughs> I left Arm & Hammer to go meet Sam at Stereo Bloom. Billy Gillies was on, and they're just, like, right behind him, backstage. Like, there was nobody backstage except for, like, employees and the rave moms. <laughs> I was like, they are living their best lives. Yeah, and I saw that they got to meet Armin Van Buren. The full artist's treatment and experiences. I love that. On Friday... At about three o'clock, when I got over to uh, Chalina Manahutu, mm -hmm. no more than two hours after the festival had opened for the very first time, and Rave Pops was drenched in sweat, dancing his ass off to Chalina, came over to us and we were vibing with him. And he pulled his phone out with like the schedule and he was like, 2.30, I had to be here for Chalina. I couldn't miss it. We gave him fist bumps. Chalina was like blowing him kisses and pointing at him. He was loving life. I was loving life, in love with her. We'll talk more about that. But yeah, Rave Pops started early, getting after it. Do you want to talk about her now? We can. Oh, I guess that's during the Chase the Vibes. Um. All right, well, what's next? Is it time? It's, oh, it's time. Who wants to introduce <laughs> the cake segment? Cake boy. Where's Adam? Cake boy. <laughs> Yo, what's that song called that goes? Gas pedal, gas pedal. <laughs> <laughs> it's called gas pedal, you fucking dope. <laughs> He gets lost for all of Friday. Saturday, they won't let him in because he has a vest on that looks like a bulletproof. I don't even, it was the, the, the reasons they were giving us were so absurd. It like clearly said Nike on it. And then he had to go back to the, <laughs> the car. Drop off his vest. And he comes back in. Later on that night, we see a guy wearing the exact same vest. Exact same vest. And we have a photo proof. So, Plurbies, we're talking about Adam.Vision on Instagram, our boy who was friends with Vanna, but Vanna couldn't make it last minute, but Adam still came with us and basically loved the cake stage more than anyone has ever loved a stage before. And <laughs> I mean, rightfully so. The vibrations over there at the cake stage, we talked about it with the DMB party. We're going to talk more about it, but they were top tier top tier friday frenchie and i discovered the cake stage and we discovered it right after seeing these massive screens on either side that were showing footage of like 90s raves and photos of pascal as a young raver like when he started everything 30 years ago and i it's one of the three times over the course of the weekend that i like teared up because i was like man this is so fucking dope like to see where it's come from and where it is now um and then we went over to the cake stage because Dombrowski was playing. We had just left Annabelle England, who was also vibey at Stereo Bloom. Shout out to Annabelle. I liked how she was on the mic talking to the people. Yes, she was very sensual <laughs> and she was having a great time with her sunglasses on at night. Ooh, that was exactly <laughs> right. Um, but at Dombrowski, the vibes were just so high. Those old, the old school ravers that were dancers, they were setting the tone there. Okay. How do I apply for that job of just like the vibe bringers, you know, the dancer dress me up and send me into the crowd to like up the vibes. Are you kidding me? Are you joking me? I actually know how you 
can apply for that, Lanky. Okay, Frenchie, will you apply with me? Yes! I, I, I found out recently how to do it, and I thought... This is me and fucking Mikey, bro. We're going to do this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh-huh. We would have so much fun. Uh-huh. I have my ways, so. And, and to get paid to do it. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> we'll get off and then we'll chat about that. But I got to be honest. The Dombreski set at the cake stage on Friday, that was finally when I felt like, oh, God. Like, for me personally, that was my, like, okay, here are the vibes. Here are the vibes. Because honestly, like, I didn't get to enjoy a ton of the dnb moment at the cake stage earlier but i just really really needed to feel like the euphoria of everybody dancing everyone's having a good time i previously in the day i felt like the player vibes weren't necessarily there and i'm very off put when i'm at a stage and people aren't dancing and people are talking and i'm like why are you here (laughs) like i just it really bothers me so getting to don bresky i was like here they are here are the vibes. I have found them. <laughs> so we were dancing with, like Aaron said, like the um, the old school ravers who were the dancers. And they started a conga line. So you know that I jumped in on that. So we're dancing and everybody's having a great time. The conga line is weaving through the crowd. And then I pop out of the conga line. And then I see Shay Tellier. It was like I saw God. I was like, oh my God. And for anybody who um, needs to watch perhaps the smartest and funniest creator, like content creator on the internet, you got to go to Shay. She is hilarious. Especially if you're a raver because her memes are rave specific. Of course. They're just so fucking funny, dude. She is just, she's just brilliant. And she's a cutie patootie rave princess. Don't forget. Rave pixie princess. Pixie princess. It was just so funny because I pop out. It just kind of happened so fast that I don't even really know what happened. I was just kind of like, oh my God. And then she saw me and then turned around and Aaron's popping out of the conga line. And Aaron sees both of us. Dude, literally. So I'm still in the conga line because Frenchie was like three people ahead of me in the conga line. (laughs) And, you know, I'm high-fiving everyone, taking my time, going through the crowd. And then I come out the other end and Aaron and Shay are both standing there looking at me. (laughs) Like they weren't looking at each other. They were both looking at me. And I was like, oh my. I just like going, I'm like, oh my God. I turn around. (laughs) They both are cracking up. And I was like, how did this happen? It was just so funny. I, I didn't know what to say. So all I said to Shay was, they say never meet your idols, but, and then she's like cracking up. And I told her, I was like, dude, you make the funniest content of all time on the internet. And then I was like, especially your SpongeBob memes. Dude, your SpongeBob memes are so on point. And she's cracking up. And then one of the best plurs exchanges I have ever seen or has been captured on video. I I was like, babe, you gotta get this. I gotta plur her. So I had plurred her that Gary candy, that Gary Perler that I made, and I put it on a candy that said meow. And she didn't even notice. She was like dancing. No, she didn't even notice. She was dancing. So then I like turned the furler so she sees it. And I've just never had a better reaction to me giving somebody a candy before in my entire life. She screamed at the top of her lungs. And it was just the best reaction I could have ever not even imagined. It was so funny. It was so fucking funny. The fact that we just had that perler randomly ready to go for fucking shade tell you, it was just Oh man, that was, that was serendipity at its best. That was a rave miracle. We have all these rave miracles that happened at the festivals. That was a rave miracle. And I had made that Gary Perler for festivals literally last calendar year. And I just never made the candy to go with it. 
And then I was like, oh my God, French, get your shit together. Make that fucking Gary candy and bring it to EDC. And then I had that thought when I was putting it on in the morning. I was like, I wonder how many of it to. <laughs> and then you gave it to the goat. Erin tagged her in um, their story. And Shay responded. And she sent Erin a picture of where she placed Gary in, in her, her apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hanging on the wall. Part of like, you know, some art <laughs> hanging off the bottom of it. Just Gary by himself. Prominent so display. So funny. So sweet. That's the magic of the cake stage, you know? A hundred percent. And we've said it before and I'll say it again. We got to get cake tattoos. That cake stage has to I'm get down. tattooed. Let's do it. I'm so in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and we have a great photo of it. Shout out to Danny, who's just like the resident photographer. Oh, like, dude, dude his photos. sniping. And like, he's like, I'm sorry. I only have like 20 things to share. I'm like, bro, like the things you took are like gold. Yeah, they're fucking dope. <laughs> I made one of the shots he took of Kinetic Field, our banner on Twitter. But yeah, man, cake stage. All the vibes. Sunday, no different. Alice in Wonderland's techno set blew us all into oblivion. Some fucking Berlin, straight out of Bergane shit, man. Like, <laughs> I definitely half that crowd was not expecting that set from her, even though she said that that's what it was going to be on Twitter. Um, we definitely had people where we were standing scurry out at points throughout the set. I was like, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Victoria holding it down up at the rail. Front and center. That Front bitch. and center, dude. <laughs> like she was like, no, nah, I will be at the rail for both the techno set and the circuit grounds closing set. And she was mm -hmm. just battling her phone's iCloud storage. <laughs> <laughs> it was to the death, man. It was to the death. Dude, what a 1v1 that was. <laughs> Stop. She was going up to people who had VIP wristbands. She's like, can I use your VIP wristband to get Wi-Fi? Because there's Wi-Fi in the VIP section. And most of the people she talked to, they were like, there's Wi-Fi in the VIP section. Like They didn't even know. And she never did make it to VIP, but she did. I think she did get some Wi-Fi from something and she, she figured it out, man. Good. You know what she did though? She's literally upgrading her phone and she got a 512 gigabyte phone, which is what I have. It's a lot of storage. A plan. <laughs> Truly that Allison said at that fucking cake stage, bro, that was so much fun. I've been thinking about it a lot. It was right up there with the high-low set from Izu, mm. as far as like techno sets go. Mm -hmm. Those sets were just so dynamic. They were so much fun. And I feel myself just kind of like inching my way over to the dark techno side, right? Like I'm getting lured in between Oliver Haldens and Allison, right? Like, I, it, it, listen to me i have no words like i can't even describe it it was so much fun it was just like exactly like reel me in <laughs> i have a video that i was taking of the stage and then you don't even see frenchie all you hear her say is what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> so you can't see her fa her facial reaction but you can imagine what it looks like just by hearing her inflection it was so fucking good. She is just a fucking pro, bro. And what a treat to be that close to Allison and to see her face enjoying it and how much fun she was having playing something different. And 
that was so cool to watch her perform. Yeah, only note for that set is not for her at all. It's for the crowd. Like, y'all need to dance, man. I don't care if it's fucking 150 BPM techno. Like, you gotta dance. Dance. <laughs> or else, on that note, Danny stuck that set out the whole time. Danny, it's, a, it's his first fucking electronic music festival. Like, this guy hasn't done any EDM fest before, and he stuck out not only Allison's techno set with us, he stuck out Seven Lions on Sunday with us. He, he went to Allison on after Sir Seven. Friends. Yeah, he did after Seven Lions. Yes, he did all of these like comparatively harder sets. Oh, we launched his ass right into the deep end, right yes. into the fire. Uh -huh. I think he was at Heritage with us. At, yes. Yeah, or one of the dubstep yes. sets. Oh my God, I love the guy. Dude, yeah, our, our our whole Airbnb crew, it it was it couldn't have been any no, better. Too like, legit. The vibes were so good, and we all brought something to the vibes, you know, like totally. some different thing. And Danny maybe heard two songs over the weekend that he knew. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Danny. Yeah, that whole techno set stuck it out. Mm -hmm. We were all dancing. The people around us were kind of just standing around, but like every time That's someone it. would leave, we were like, keep the space, keep the space, <laughs> move your hips, move your hips. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the people just weren't expecting it, but wanted to be there to see her, you know? Yeah. I was really glad that Adam found us during that set too. He just, he saw our flag and he finally like found us and it was the last day of the fest that was just it was a really magical set it was really i loved every second anytime you have the homies together it just elevates the magic it really does 100 percent. we have to give a shout out to how allison introed and mixed in to her techno set moody i would like to give you the floor for that and this also segues us into the next segment plurality connections because there was a really exciting conversation that happened over the dms post festival yeah so the set before allison was this guy named aaron hirsch e-r-a-n and he played a really dope latin house afro house set just really vibey and he had an insane crowd because he was playing right before allison so what, what a time to be him, huh? <laughs> I really like, not to cut you off, but I really like the fact that he ended on the most beautiful and melodic and like vibey version of Where You Are. Mm -hmm. Like that was the song. That was his last song of his set. It was really pretty. Yeah, and Allison was actually like singing his song like while she was mixing into her track or getting ready to, I should say. So to go from really vibey, you know, Afro house into like some Berlin techno, like <laughs> that's definitely a change of vibes. I was watching our videos that we had of, of the transition that she did. And I went to a website where you can tell the BPM of a song. If you click the space bar and the time of the song that it's doing, it'll tell you what the BPM is. So she went from about 123, 125 to like 145. 147. So it was like 20 to 25 BPMs. Like that's very hard, especially when you're changing from one vibe to another. But yeah, she is the only DJ that I saw on that stage or any stage for that matter, Honestly. who mixed out of the last person set into her own. She looped, I think it was like a four count. She was looping of her track into his. And she did that like about four times the sequence of the chorus and then she brought in her track and faded out the other perfectly 
and it was just like such a testament to what a phenomenal DJ she is that she did not have to do that. Like she could have just been like, hey, yeah, like, you know, finish a track and then I'll start mine. It wasn't even a conversation. Like she just like plugged in her USB. She's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just so sick. Hats off to Allison. She's a badass. Like, come on. What you mean? So after the fest, I, I sent her a message and I was like, hey, dude, that, that was really impressive. Like, you're literally the only DJ who did it throughout the, at least from what we saw. And we went to a lot of different sets at a lot of different stages. She was the only one that we saw just do the transition and do it flawlessly. So this is for you, dude. I knew when I DM'd her that I didn't want to just send her a DM and be like, dude, your set was so good. I wanted to be like, as a DJ, I understand the technicality of what you did and the difficulty of it. And the fact that you're the only person who did it over the weekend, like, that's just so fucking sick. And uh, she wrote back like, oh my God, thank you for noticing. And then we talked about the equipment that she was playing on. And she actually said she had never touched a V10 mixer or CDJ 3000s, which makes it even more impressive that she did that transition without a hitch. Like it was completely golden and it was on equipment that she had never even used. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly. I like the fact that you were able to speak directly to the equipment that she was using based on what you could see from pictures and from videos from like behind her. She had posted some highlight videos of the set on her Instagram. And one of the videos was taken like kind of behind her. So I could see how many channels were on the mixer and I could count there were about six. So then I figured it was a V10 and V10s. I don't even know why they had that mixer on that stage. It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> and I do wonder if she even knew like that's what she was going to be playing on. It's a good question because when did you ever have experience on a V10? So I've played on a V10 once and it wasn't, it, it was during a gig. Like I was just kind of thrown into it like she was. And it took me forever to figure out how to use the filters. And I still don't quite understand because there's an isolator on a V10, which is like, it makes the mixer more analog than digital. So you can affect certain things about the track that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do on the industry standard mixer, which is a 900 NX2. With that, when you change the filter, you just there's just a knob that you change from high pass to low pass. But on a V10, there's there are like three other steps that you have to do besides just turn a knob. So yeah, just hats off to her for, you know, figuring it out as you go. Like what you have to do as a DJ when you show up to a gig and you don't know what you're gonna play on. I think she was given this set very last minute, like days before, because it all just seemed like on a whim. And also for the big stages, a DJ would request on their rider what specific equipment they're going to use. So I don't know if you noticed after baby weight, they pushed all four decks in the mixer over to a new set of four decks and a new mixer. They'll have multiple setups on one main stage based on what the scheduling is for the DJs and like the equipment that they requested on their rider. So that's just, yeah, I don't know why they would put a V10 on the case stage, but I mean, hey, like I said, shout out to Allison for just figuring it out and going with the flow. Like you just have to do that as a DJ if you're gonna play a set without knowing yeah, what the equipment successful. is. She fucking nailed it. 100%. As not a DJ, it is very interesting to, you know, kind of get a little peek behind the curtain to some of the technical stuff that y'all are faced with on a day-to-day -day basis in this in this industry. And it's cool when someone like Allison gets to kind of show their chops. 
kind of show that, yeah, I'm at the top of the game for a reason. I do this. We ball. <laughs> we ball hard. She balls hard for sure. It's it's another testament to Allison because she had the conversation with you and she also replied to Victoria's story. And that's really fucking sweet, especially for someone like Victoria who literally calls Allison mother and like who loves her so much, right? Like you've got such a huge fan and she doesn't have to do that, right? So I think it's another testament to Allison's character as a DJ and as somebody who really connects with her people. And she's like, when you see me at EDC this weekend, give me all the candy. And then she posts a picture later of herself just like drenching all this candy at the airport waiting to go home. Now she's real. She's a real one. And Victoria made the candy for Allison while we were at the Airbnb. I think it was Saturday night. Was, yeah. We were, you know, heating up our pizza and our tater tots. And I'm sitting there working on the master spreadsheet for the next day. And there's Victoria making candy for Allison <laughs> over in the corner. <laughs> Gotta make candy for Maza. Uh-huh. It's the best. So sweet. And also that was her first candy she had ever made. Really? That is a good point. Yeah, I forgot Victoria about that. Victoria had never made candy before and she made three for Allison that Allison has now. <laughs> so it's just so special for her to like have all these memories and, and she didn't do anything on Sunday, like extracurricular wise. She was just figuring out the storage, knowing she had to be at the rails, <laughs> giving the candy away. Yep. Making it to the rail for, for circuit grounds too. Like much love to Victoria. Victoria was, yes, on her journey, on her mission. She had a few select things to accomplish and boy, did she <laughs> accomplish. Also, Sam talked to Blastoise after yep. his set on Sunday, because we, we started off all at Allison at circuit grounds and Sam did maybe 20 minutes, half hour. Mm -hmm. and was blown away because that was his first time seeing Allison. But then he knew he had to end at Blastoise and he's really happy that he did because he ended up talking to him afterwards and being like, bro, like your set blew me away. And because we couldn't be there, I, I really wanted to. I know I talked about it in our episode that I was going to, but you know, <laughs> sometimes the scheduling conflicts, they just get you. I, I couldn't miss Allison a circuit because they always put her at Kinetic. But yeah, Sam was there repping in the Uncrustable team, <laughs> Uncrustable Cake team. Trust the Uncrust. <laughs> well, that leads us right into our final segment, Chase the Vibes. And there was no better time at this festival that better signified the Chase the Vibes ethos that we like to carry around then exactly Sunday night when Sam was off to Blastoise. Y'all were getting to show Danny Allison for the first time. Cake Boy was on the cake stage with Disco Lines and Shipwreck. I was backstage with Fisher. Shout out Leo Queen Sierra for finessing us up, me up there. She was already up there. Chasing vibes, y'all. A hundred percent. Chasing the vibes. Oh, plurality connections, baby weight. Yes. Let's get into that. <laughs> what was the best Congo line at the festival? Was it Dombreski or was it baby weight? You can't compare. <laughs> <laughs> I was really happy that we, I, I don't know, I just kind of, I think I looked at you, Mike, and I was like, we should start a Congo line. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I think that you like kind of thought about it for like a millisecond and then you're like, yeah, let's uh -huh. do it. <laughs> <laughs> so worth it. And so we did. The last track of Baby Waits set, she played um, an edit, a Hilary Duff song. Let the rain fall down and waste my dreams. <laughs> and the track... It meant a lot to, I don't know if 
Frenchie, but for me as a kid, I loved that song. It was like Lizzie McGuire singing about let 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 the rain fall down. I don't care. I'm gonna live my life. <laughs> I'm coming clean, baby. And the sprinkles of rain were beginning to come down. Mm-hmm. Saturday to start our day like that with those vibes. That was top notch. So sweet. And then after the fest, she wrote to the plurality DMs and she was like, <laughs> Mom, Dad, how'd I do? You did so good, honey. <laughs> you did amazing. We loved you. She was so good. Oh my God. We loved it. We loved the entire set. Vibes were high. And her new track just came out on November 17th, which she played just before the conga line. It's called Fear is the Weapon. And it's just a really sick techno song with uh, a good message behind it. So I wanted to play a few seconds. Let's play it. Please. It's time to let it go. Fear is the weapon. Time to let it go. Fear is the weapon. Fear is the weapon. Fear is the weapon. Fear is the weapon. to hear this track in particular because she was our first set of the day on Saturday and we had just had some experiences and words exchanged with the protesters outside. And when that song played, it it put a reset on my mood. I was like, yeah, you know what? Fear is the weapon and that's what those people are standing outside like protesting. The fact that it was a trans DJ who was like sending us this message too. It just really hit my heart and like I said, put a reset on my mood. I was like, you know what? I'm going to let it go in this moment and the day's going to be fucking great. Mm-hmm. It was pretty great as a day. I would say great. <laughs> I mean, Saturday overall, that was my, my favorite vibes day. Dude, techno was hot, huh? Just like all weekend. Yeah, Valentino Khan back to back. Dylan Francis, Francis. hella techno at at main stage (laughs) during their set. Also, Psytrance, Hardstyle, all the things that you wouldn't expect at main stage. They literally trolled the the crowd for at least 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt trolled, but I wasn't mad about it. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't mad. Yeah, I was like, let's fucking go. (laughs) You see the people like in my videos, they're leaving (laughs) the crowd. (laughs) They do not care. They're just... Literally going to play what they want to play. But you yeah. saw some dope techno at Neon Gardens with Sam, Miss Chalina. Ooh! Yeah. I had to leave DJ Icy for that one, unfortunately. Did get like 30 minutes of Mr. Icy. And then I was like, hey, you know, Frenchie was talking about Chalina Manahutu back at Izu. Sam's gal. Sam loves Chalina. So I went over there to see what it was about. And instantly... You got rave pops tearing up the dance floor. You've got Chalina just in the vibes, like 
not a lot of people and it was perfect because we were hooting and hollering she loved us just by the way she definitely loved us and the energy that we were bringing and that was a really special set just for me and sam to start off the weekend together uh we vibed so hard and it really set the tone for our bromance really the rest of the weekend <laughs> you two are so sweet at the house doing your breathing <laughs> exercises oh, yoga. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna start like a wellness center at some point you gotta self-care hard if you're gonna play hard mm -hmm. so the wim hof breathing the pliability stretching routines we were taking care of ourselves but yeah i think i gotta add miss chelina manahutu to our list perhaps because <laughs> i was a big fan yeah she was great i knew that she was sam's favorite and i knew that she was playing at izu and I was like, this is going to be my like set that I do with Sam. And yeah, no, she was fantastic. I had a really great time when I saw her at Izu. And I'm really glad that you got to do that set with him at EDC. So that's great. Yeah, I mean, Neon Garden and the, the stage was so close to you. It was so low. So you're like almost at eye level with the DJ. And, you know, there's not a ton of people dancing. It was really hot. She was under an umbrella, fortunately. So she could, you know, keep doing her thing, looking all pretty, throwing us the sexy deep house, you know. It was great. Yeah, I'm really glad that you chased that vibe with him. That was a great vibe chase, and I'm super grateful for it. What was some of your favorite vibe chases, Frenchie? Honestly, Mikey, I really, I, I think I told you at the festival how grateful I am for you to instill the chase the vibes in me. For so long, it made sense that Aaron would see the schedule of the fest and then decide where we were going to go before I spoke EDM. And then now that I have a much better understanding of, you know, who I like and the general like direction that I want to go, I really appreciate your Chase the Vibe mentality. It's like a, yeah, it's like a tenant of, of Mikey. And it really helps because we, God, where were we? We were at main stage and we had just finished, it was, it was um, Valentino Khan back to back. Dylan Francis. Dylan Francis. And we were going to leave because I wanted to see Keizo. But then Griffin came on and previously Aaron and I had seen Griffin here in New York and it wasn't our favorite set ever so in my experience I just didn't necessarily want to do another Griffin set and I really wanted to go back and you know break my neck but then Griffin brought us this really beautiful like balanced melodic hard interesting set that I really truly feel like cleansed me after such a hard set from Valentino and Dylan. I felt like that was really what I needed in the moment. And our group stayed and we all chased that vibe. And that was exactly the move in the moment. And I talk about this a bit where I want to continue to live in abundance and I want to continue to have that abundance mentality. And I think about, okay, well, this is a beautiful moment. I'm really going to enjoy it. I'm not going to think about what I'm missing. I'm not going to live in FOMO. I'm not going to think about living in lack whatsoever, I'm going to think about living in the abundance of right now and having our crew there and being able to, yeah, just like vibe and chase this vibe right now. Cause this feels great. Like this is what, you know, the moment is presenting us. That was the right thing to do. So I was really surprised. I was very pleasantly surprised. It helped me rewrite the narrative of what I thought Griffin was. So now I have a much more open mind going into, I mean, even, even other DJs, right? Other DJs I might yeah. not quote unquote like, right? Yeah, absolutely. And of of the 
the master spreadsheet, the people who had said they were going to go to Griffin, none of our Airbnb people said they were going to do Griffin, <laughs> not one person, but most of us ended up staying. I, I think only Victoria ventured off to do huge for a little bit at uh, stereo bloom, but yeah, that was so, so sick that we had everyone together having these special moments that was another of the three times that I cried was during <laughs> Griffin set towards the end when it got all euphoric and high and, you know, fireworks going, vibes were right. I'm so happy we all stayed at that set together. I am too. Oh, I was pouring tears at the end of that yeah. set. That was my one cry moment of the weekend and it got me. And we didn't hear a lot of melodic bass really over the weekend. Right. You know, we're in a really techno D&B heavy era right now and melodic bass is kind of got pushed to the side a few years ago, especially pre-COVID. It was a ton of melodic bass. And that's just, you know, the ebbs and the flows of music. And it was really cool to get to hear some. And it wasn't even close to all melodic bass. I mean, we heard it that said DMB, techno, trance, bass house, dubstep, all of it, you know? And it was a very polished, professional set from, from Griffin. So I was so stoked that everybody stayed because uh, we talked about it before. I was like, I'd really like to catch a Griffin set. I think he's really got some stuff to offer still. And I know a lot of people just kind of, you know, disregard some artists based on past knowledge of them. And I've definitely done that as well. But I think it's important for us to keep giving them opportunities to to reinvent themselves, to, you know, give us a refresh, you know, because they're not doing the same set every single time and their music taste is evolving. And we as fans, you know, I think owe it to them to keep an open mind and remove our expectations when possible. Totally. It's a good reminder. I think about some sets that I've seen in the past and I definitely hesitate to you know, buy a ticket to see a specific DJ that I've seen before that really, I, it just, it wasn't exactly like my vibe, but then I think, okay, well, if they're really going to bring it in a totally new way, a totally different way, then I guess I, I have no choice, but to be open to it. Right. Yeah. And a festival is really the perfect kind of ideal way to, to do those like refreshes, if you will, because you do have the opportunity to see such a variety of people. And like, listen, I popped over and saw the end of Kazo right before Subtronics. And yes, Mans was throwing. I'm sure. Like that would have been an unreal time, but like we needed, what do we, we kept talking about the time Turner, like from Harry Potter that Hermione had to go to all of her classes. Damn. I needed a, time turner to go to all these sets because simultaneously incredible moments were happening all over the festival grounds and it just was unfortunately impossible to be in two places at once but damn did i want to be the whole time but we do what we can do it's our first little taste of what edc las vegas will feel like <laughs> oh gosh oh my god it's even massive. too massive <laughs> i mean edc las vegas is only three days right yeah how? How is it only three? If I am like crushed after EDCO every single year that it's only three days and you've got Vegas that is like multiple uh, times the size of EDC Orlando, it's only three days, bro. Yeah. How? I mean, hey, but like shout out to EDC Orlando from everything I experienced, saw, read, experiences other people had. Like it seemed that everyone had a special time and vibes were really high and Shout out to the artists, man. The music was so like slam dunk, stupendous, top notch, jaw dropping, amazing. Everywhere you went, that I didn't see a single set I didn't 
love. Totally. That's amazing. I read on the, I went on the Reddit last night and I fucking love the Reddit, dude. Like people like throwing their totems away, being like RIP or, you know, whatever it is. And I saw that this year, the attendance for EBC went up 178%. That's what this website had said, like an article. They said there were 300,000 people there over the weekend. Wow. Yeah, crazy. I mean, Saturday was super crowded, but other than that, it didn't feel like more crowded this year than last year. No. Oh, Saturday, it did get hairy at times. It was hectic <laughs> there for a bit. Yeah. Especially at the water station at Kinetic. Do you remember that one time we went? There were so many people there. Right after the D&B party, I had oh, to like yeah. remove myself. I was like, oh, this is a lot. That's when you had the flag and we were all together, but we couldn't find you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where I was. I was just holding the flag up. I was like, I'm here. They'll find me. Aaron was like, I told him to go to the red tree. <laughs> we were all at the red tree. The red tree was too crazy when I went over there. I had to move. So funny. <laughs> uh, anywho, what else we got on this list? Shipwreck. Squad shipwreck set in the oh rain. Oh my Come God, on. Mikey. Frenchie in a legendary dance battle with Keizo, our friend that we met behind us. I think that was one of my top sets of the entire weekend. Yo, I can't disagree with you. It was immense fun. That was so much fun. Shipwreck brought us just such good, like, daytime vibes. And yeah, we were in the rain. But oh my god, it was just so much fun. I loved meeting Kaizo. He was so great. He is part of the O-Town Shufflers, the, like, Orlando group who, who, like, shuffles. And he was super sweet. He invited me to come as a part of their meetup later that day. And I knew that we had a conflict and I couldn't promise him that I was going to be there. But I was like, that's so real. As somebody who's as talented as he is, and he's dancing with somebody who is as comparatively beginner as I am, like, for him to be like, hey, come meet us. I'm like, that's real. I love people like that. Yeah. You ain't a beginner, Frenchie. Comparatively. Yeah, let's just be real about that. Yeah, seriously. I did pull, I did learn one new move and I did pull it out all weekend. So now I'm up to like six moves. (laughs) Dude, same. I had like, I kind of stumbled upon a new move and I was like, oh, cool. Uh I'm going to do this now. Uh Also, Kaizo, when I was talking to him, he's like, oh, I'm a DJ. And I was like, oh, sick, me too. And he's like, yeah, I'm playing at home base tonight. I was like, oh, damn, man. We'd love to come see you, but like, we're so drained by the end of the day like we gotta gotta get some rest but i I connected with him on instagram and definitely hope to catch one of his sets in the future he's a great shuffler as we all saw he's super super talented really good what other vibes were chased Ooh, let me talk about subtronics because i went to subtronics i wandered over there by myself to see jesse for the first time and i was stoked wait mikey i forgot that you hadn't seen subtronics yet yeah Dude, isn't that so silly? That's crazy. (laughs) Crazy. How does that happen? I don't know. But it was finally time. And everyone was wherever they were. And I was like, I'm just, I have to go. So when I'm by myself, I often like to, you know, bounce through the crowd, stop for a drop, just kind of peruse the vibes in all different areas. And literally right at the start of the set, maybe my like fourth or fifth little spot that I stopped, I looked to the left and saw this girl. And she looked at me and then I looked away and then we both double taked and looked right back because it was my BFF, Noah's girlfriend, Clarita. And I was like, what the heck? And then my best friend, roommate of three years in college, Noah, 
who's listening probably, I love you, Noah, was standing like even closer to me and I didn't even know. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I got to watch the entire set with them. And it was incredible. And Jesse played his drum and bass. He played Bararan. He goes, if you like this song, you're cool as fuck. And I was like, let's go. Jesse thinks I'm cool. Because <laughs> like that song bangs. And he played his Blackout Days, Fantagrams, DMV remix. It was a really cool, <laughs> funny thing that, Noah said to me that I think is relevant to something we've been talking about here. He was like, man, it's so funny what you listen to when you first start getting into EDM. He was listening to like Galantis and Kygo and you know, that stuff cash, cash. versus a year in what you're listening to. And he's like headbanging at Subtronics. I'm like, yeah, man, uh, it'll get you <laughs> real quick. Oh yeah. So that's been such a treat to see one of my best friends in the whole world get caught by the bug. And then to stumble across him and his homies in the crowded Subtronics at Circuit Grounds, totally serendipitously. It's, it was magical. I'm so grateful. Rave miracle. Rave miracle. I was there, but I was sitting on my pashmina in the back <laughs> with Danny. We put my pashmina down. We both sat on it. And I was like, bro, because that was day one. And we went hard for heritage and level up. And the sun was beaming on us during those sets. Oh, yeah. And you know how hard they go. So my energy levels, by the time we got you to Subtronics, I was like, dude, I, ha I haven't sat all day. I sat for like the entire set, actually. <laughs> I, I did feel bad because you had to sit and I was like, I'm going to make sure you're comfortable and then I'm going to leave you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, went, you went and found Yaya and Aaron. I did. You? I had to. I was like, yeah. I have to go find Yaya and Aaron. I knew that they were going to be in the mix and I knew that wasn't that wasn't your truth at the moment. So uh, I mean, hey, Jesse threw down. It was a great set. I just, my knees needed to break, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was fist pumping from the ground, though. <laughs> he is almost done with a new album, he said. And, you know, I'm going to play a clip from the end of his set. He kept lying to us. He was like, this is my last song. I lied. I have one more. Noah goes, <laughs> he's a liar. <laughs> he also said. said that he had smoked a lot of weed during the set. So I think he just like didn't know what time Lost was at that point. Was. Yeah. He was rambling. It was gorgeous. He's a liar. Yeah, he can gaslight me in that specific way <laughs> as much as he wants. Like, oh, gaslight me and then keep playing bangers? <laughs> All right. I'll allow it. So this is from near the end of the set. I believe this might be pulled from an upcoming unreleased Subtronics album. Mm. Enjoy. Thank you for letting me make whatever I want to make, for real. It means a lot to me to make music, honestly. Thank you.
Subtronics? What the fuck? <laughs> WTF, mate. I mean, I was there for it, and I'm still like, what the fuck? Super oh my sick. god. Super sick. It was so... I, still, speechless. Oh, oh, it just like gets in to your veins, and it pushes <laughs> all of the music across all of your cells, and all of them are rearranged, and all you can do is this. <laughs> yeah. All you can do is wiggle your fingers. All you can do. Oh, God, it's so, I love it. Ugh. And I just love ah. to hear him on the mic just say, thank you for letting me be me, make the music that I want to make, because that's what we want, to see you as an artist just go crazy 100 percent. take the limits and walls away and just create don't feel like you have to rebrand yourself if you make a breakbeat song no it's a subtronics breakbeat song oh delicious you're scrumptious i'm really glad that you found noah that was a really good example of a rave miracle <laughs> and especially during us your first subtronic set like it's so bad that that's major that's massive that's why we do it you know and you don't always get that opportunity sometimes it just is what it is you're by yourself and like there's fifty thousand people around you you're just not gonna run into anybody but when those moments and miracles do happen it means all the more i was just gonna say when we were at electron c i went to high five someone and then i realized oh my god wait i know this person <laughs> it's literally tarika who we gave the wristband to for isu last year another miracle she lives in orlando and i was like Oh my god, we gave you the wristband. Plurbies, we did a wristband giveaway, some of you may remember, for Izu, and Tarika flew up from Orlando, big Chami fan. We met in or outside the festival or inside. I actually blacked out that whole <laughs> wristband exchange because we don't have to talk about it. But we got Tarika the wristband, and it was incredible. And then all of a sudden, mid-DNB party, Moody's like, Mikey, look who it is. That <laughs> was like literally, I grabbed her. I was like, what? let's go say hi to Mikey. <laughs> and then we take a photo together. And yeah, that was definitely a moment where the worlds were colliding again. Another miracle. There was like a lot of miracles, like more than there should be, I feel like. But that's just the magic. I told Frenchie this is probably this ranks as my favorite festival that we've done. Like this specific year. I have to I can't. I have no words. It was so amazing. Like this and like Electric Forest probably are my top two. For sure. Yeah. At Dom Dalla, we got to spend that time with our pal Yosef and his crew. That was a lot of fun. Sam said that was his like favorite set of the weekend or one of them. All like he said it was one of his all time favorite sets. Wow. It was a phenomenal set. Dom really, really brought it. I was really blown away. And again, again, a perfect example of you come to the stage, it's super, super densely packed at the back. You gotta just trust. You and me, Mikey, we were like, we're gonna figure out where the fuck they are. And they sent us like the picture to the group of where they were standing. And there's <laughs> oh, this yeah, like right. tiny little totem. And it's like, I think it's like club space on the totem. We found that shit. I was like, I guess we gotta find this <laughs> tiny ass club space totem in this sea of people. There are like 5,000 people, not literally, but like a ton of people at I this stage. Probably, there could have been. Do you think there was 5,000 people at that stage? Very easily could have been, yeah. I mean, thousands. I, kinetic can hold 15, maybe? 15,000 people? An entire country, probably. It's kind of <laughs> it's pretty country. massive. But yeah, Daddy Dom Dalla, the amount of mustaches that I saw, I like had a mustache for Saturday just in honor of Dom. 
It was really fun. It was dynamic. That was so huge. Yes, Frenchie. It was very dynamic. When I showed up to Dom after you guys did the side trailers that like made the perimeter of the stage, there were 60 foot flames coming off those things. Yes. Like not even on the stage, like on the sides of the stage, 60 foot flames going. I was like, damn, are we at, Casual. Are we at the Chromatica ball right now? Like <laughs> <laughs> and we had a good squad. Yosef, Ricky was a vibe. Shout out my boy Ricky. Really enjoyed Raven with him. Big shout out to Ricky. Ricky knows his stuff. He's like an OG. He loves the game. Ricky's a real one. Yeah, that was just that was a that was a really really special set. I love the fact that we squeezed past all the people at the back and we found all that space on the right hand side. Grammy nominated artist Dom Dalla. Oh, I remember saying to you before, or maybe earlier in the day, like I boy, I really want to hear rhymed us today and he pulled through i was really happy to grab that video of you mikey finally heard a rhyme dust he played um the the video that i posted of you shuffling that's an old song by him that i love it's called define let's play some of it play it babe this is defined by dom dalla and go freak tell me that you know you feel it every single time i'll show that you're the only thing that stays on my mind Tell me that you hold me and I'll never leave your side I'll show that there ain't no reason for brothers to define our love Oh na can't define our love Oh na can't define our love Oh na can't define our love Oh na Dude, this song came out eight years ago. What? This was one of the first songs I ever knew by Dom Dalla. This is a big one. I mean, he played us Miracle Maker, San Francisco. He gave us everything we wanted and more. Dude, super stellar. The, the production at that stage too during his set, so fucking phenomenal. The production at all the stages, and but the two sets of the day of the weekend where it rained, Shipwreck and Dom Dalla, that really just even boosted the vibrations to a new level. I have to agree. And even though it didn't rain during disco lines. Oh, he needed no help boosting vibrations. No. <laughs> that was also one of my top, top favorite sets of the weekend. Yes. Father Disco gave it to us. Father Disco, my little candy from Mikey. Oh, yeah. I was so jazzed to catch a disco set with the like full group of homies. Thaddeus, thank you. I'll probably never miss a disco line set if I have the chance to see him. Isn't it just like the most 
fun you can have at a set? Quite possibly. And literally, yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, Mikey, we had so much fun at that set. Oh, my God, that was huge. And from our previous experience with Disco Lines in Boston at Big Night Live, where everyone around us is talking and we're in, like, you know, table service, it just felt cool to be in the mix with the people vibing and dancing. And Thaddeus just really knows how to deliver such a beautiful set that it really takes you on like the highs and like, you know, can like kind of lull you a little bit and then kind of bring you back up again. I think he's just so, so great with that. You can tell that he knows what he's doing and God, it's fun. Oh my God, that was just so much fun. I want to go back and do it right now. And you know, he wasn't going to leave Circuit Crowns without giving us some some heavy stuff in there too. And the reaction, I've been in two crowds now when he's done that and his sets, you know, mostly upbeat, but he'll get heavy in the crowd reaction because for some reason, his crowd seems to be a bunch of people who also like dubstep and... Oh, it's it's gorgeous reaction. It's just energy, you know? Agree. He got pretty grimy there. Yeah, it got wubby. We're going to listen to some disco clips right now. We got three minutes of disco. We're near the end of the episode. We've talked about a lot of vibes. Daddyus, Thaddeus, why don't you take us home <laughs> with a few minutes? I think this is a good three minutes that uh, captures the energy of the set. So let's go. Let's do it. Flux Pavilion? What? Into this? Exactly. What? Crank that also played Gaga and applause. It was so fun. It was so much fun. fun. Uh, Gaga's hot right now. Who am I? Cooking it up. Victoria. Cooking it up. Let him cook. I actually read on the Reddit yesterday that there was some dude dressed as a chef and he brought cooking utensils and he was handing them out to the people he was around and they were all using them to like cook it up the music. (laughs) 
we could infuse the volume and the vibes into every single plurby right now right vibes infused dynamic set i really enjoyed it i had a lot of fun top one of my top sets of the weekend yeah for sure a top festival of our lives i would agree definitely up there for for us that was what our eighth festival festival. lucky number eight that was beautiful well done insomniac thank you just incredible vibes, top to bottom. So many new ravers, so many old ravers, so many good vibes. We made a lot of new friends. We saw a lot of old friends. Dude, I got backstage at Fisher to finish the festival. Like, what? It was amazing. Between you being backstage at Fisher and then Adam getting on the cake stage during shipwreck, back to back, disco lines, and apparently Joyride and also Gasly played at some point. I mean, just like a true testament to our crew being so dope and just good vibes, you know? I mean, I was a pure, pure benefactor of the homie Sierra, little princess, Leo princess, who was like, hey, do you want to come backstage? And I was like, what, is that even a question? Like, yeah, that would be sweet. And uh, I was so stoked because Fisher has this incredible energy and I wanted to take some of that energy with me home and got to see him at kinetic fields and really had no intention of going to his neon garden set i fully intended to be on the cake with adam actually but hey the vibes dictated something different so thanks sierra we'll see you next time beautiful beautiful fest yep thank you jeff throwing down at circuit grounds thank you allison for the second phenomenal set closing out our entire festival weekend in the most spiritual way ever yeah did we finally run out of words? <laughs> I think I think this is the perfect time to wrap. <laughs> we, we could keep going, but you know, after two and a half hours. <laughs> Dude, can't wait to do it again next year. I can't wait. Dancing is we love advanced auto parts. Shout out to Angela at Advanced Auto Parts for always giving us best vibes to start the day. She really sets the tone. The best prices. But that's what I mean. Like, her prices reflect her personality, which is kind and caring and giving. And we've parked there for like three years now. Because she's just such a dope person. And this year on the last day, she gave us little cute Gatorades and 
she had so many like perlers and candy and sprouts by the end of the day. Just <laughs> so, so sick. We, we love, love Angela. <laughs> this is one of those songs that I'm always able to just close my eyes and block out the world and get sucked in right away. Uh, I feel healed after dancing my little ass off all weekend. Dancing is healing. Plurbies, we would love to dance with every single one of you someday in person. Or, you know, if you're just checking us out on social media at Plurality Pod on all social channels. We hope that you're bouncing along with us. Shout out to Barbara Streisand, Miss Cream, <laughs> Alley Cat, and Chalina Manahutu. Ah, Chalina, welcome to every episode <laughs> of the Plurality Pod. Also shout out to Pascal because man, none of this would be without you. So super grateful that you exist and that you brought rave culture all around the US. And I just want to say that what you're doing is changing the world. So thank you. Dude, we're gonna rave with Pascal someday. Oh, 100%. That's gonna be fun. Someday soon. Dancing is here. Love is the answer. Dancing is Ooh, and if you're vibing to this song like we are and want to know where you can find all of the tracks you hear in our episodes, you can search E-Mood on Spotify. Aaron Moody puts together playlists with all these tracks for your listening pleasure. And you know, this is such a joyous episode because we have Frenchie with us and Frenchie's very important to this podcast, like crucially important. So I've got a feeling the more we do this, the more you're going to hear that beautiful soul. Thanks again for having me, Mikey. Peace, love, and go heal yourself. With dancing. With dancing. Because uh, tell them, Frenchie. Because dancing is healing and love is the answer, baby. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Let's go. Electric Forest? E-Forest? E-Forest 2024? Let's do it. 2024? <laughs> She's too quick with it. 2024. Plurbies? We'll talk soon. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Thankful for you. We're so thankful for you. Love you, Plurbies. Ciao. <laughs>